Welcome to the first Scout UK podcast, obviously, pilot episode. I'm here with my guys, Taddy, Jason, what are you saying, man? It's good, man. It's good. It's good. good still. So, yeah, this podcast is just the the man them talking about football, really, fam. So, bruv, <laughs> I don't even know when to start. In fact, no, you know what? Obviously, big news. We might be a couple of days late because we've only just started this podcast today. But Messi is leaving Barcelona. Something that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. Um, and um, let me start with Jason. What was your thoughts from... When, when did the news first break out? Like, May times, isn't it? That's end of the season's times. Yeah, because he say, was obviously um, a free agent, isn't it? Um, yeah. At the end of the season. So, looking at it, I, I actually... I had doubts because there was a lot of rumours about Man City and PSG trying to come in and ask questions. But, in the back of my mind, I always thought, listen, he's gonna he's gonna play for Barcelona. He's a one one man team, like he was always gonna be that. So to then hear the news when it broke, like literally, if you see my tweets, I was like, Good God almighty, because boy, <laughs> I never expected it. I never, I never expected it. Like literally, this is something that never spared it, bro. Nah, that was something that I couldn't even believe because Messi, for what we've known, is a Barcelona, you know, legend. He's a football legend and someone that, you know, was meant to just stay at Barcelona, but due to financials and whatever else is going on over there, they've literally just finished the whole, the whole job. Um, um, that I can't. That needs railed me, man. I was just like, bro, <laughs> that needs railed me, fam. I was just like, bro, when they first came out in uh, end of end of June. I was like, calm, like he's not gonna leave me. He's, he's gonna, they're doing tricks. Him. He's gonna end up signing the contract and stay in. And I thought, cool. I was hearing a few weeks later, past something cool talks are saying, yeah, he's gonna stay. He's gonna stay. I thought, yeah, calm, man. This is this is normal now. I don't even need to worry about anything. Then the news breaks that he's cutting. I said, huh? <laughs> I said, this can't be possible. I said, this cannot be possible, bro. Me in this this life that I've seen Messi play Barcelona for for how many how many years? I've seen him terrorize my club. Hey, you haven't mentioned your clubs, you know, I just deeped it. But I've seen man terrorize my club twice. And yeah, I'm like, I've seen wow, more than enough. Fine, you know. <laughs> that guy, that guy finished us. Yeah, finished us uh, yeah. club. But but yeah, man. Um, in terms of Messi, I can't lie. I told I told guys that even last season, after that eight two loss to Bayern, that it was about time he moved on because boy, that Barca team was always on a downhill slope. But um. Now seeing it actually happen, man's still a bit shocked, but you know, I'll claim that I told guys anyway. You know what I mean? no, even <laughs> even the eight two thing, I was like, bruv, you can see the clubs going downhill, but even still for him to leave is a bit like fam, like kind of it's kind of like where are you actually gonna go? Because it's just obviously it's bear, just bear man bear man will have the peace for it, but it's like where's he actually gonna go? Because you didn't think you didn't really think Messi would go step for in PSG. And then obviously mm. Pep's at City, so Pep, you thought City might be the one where he actually goes and put, bruv, this is, this is gonna be mad for the Prem if he actually comes. But same time, you're like, bruv, where's Messi going? Like from Barca to you, like this, it don't look right. Even seeing, um, I think it was one, of, I think it was one of the owners, his son or something, like holding a shirt with Messi on the back and said ten. I was like, yeah, yeah this is this is crazy, yeah. this, this isn't, and this isn't a normal, normal man. Yeah, man. But, um, no, I can't. Can't yeah, lie no, though, him at PSG is a good fit. I think if he goes there, 
I kind of like the sort of profiles we'll be playing with. Like that front three is actually a front three where you're now like, yeah, PSG's just can do their business. PSG's team's going to be crazy. Yeah. Can I say something that might look a bit controversial? Go on, we've read we episode one and we've got some saying some controversial shit, bro. I don't think I don't think it would gel as quick as everyone thinks it would be. Especially with especially with um obviously the rumors of Mbappe trying to leave because he's the number one guy. He always wants to be like the number one guy. So having a guy like Messi who is definitely the number one guy come in to a side that already has likes of Neymar and other big heads. I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing as a lot of people would think. And also... Egos will clash. And also, this puts the lights on a certain manager. (laughs) Mauricio Pochettino... You had you, yeah, you had yeah, yeah, one of the best players around. You've had you've had you've had number nines like Harry Kane to your disposal. You've had guys like uh, like Neymar, Mbappe, all of these great guys. You better you better not fumble this bag. You better not fumble this bag because at this point, you have all of the guys available, all of the best guys available. You have like literally, you can change the formation, change the system. In, in any other way, but if you fumble the bag, I don't know if this is a crime that he can he can get away from. Teddy, what are you saying? Uh, we, I've, I've been in the porch. We've been in the porch bandwagon for a bit. It kind of it's it's slow down, it, but like um, it's a bit it's a bit mad if you don't win like uh, last season and the season before, bro. PSG should have been PSG should have won something. The title. That man losing the title last season is a bit crazy. So now they're bringing in they're bringing in Messi. If Mbappe does stay, which I don't think he will, but if Mbappe does stay, you've got Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi as your front three. You've got Wijnaldum now. You've got Wijnaldum on the three. You've got Verratti over there. You've got Marquinhos over there. You're even forgetting Sergio Ramos. Bro, they just got Sergio Ramos now. Listen, PSG have a super team, right? PSG actually have a super team right now, bro. If they fumble the bag, if they fumble the bag, if Poch don't win that league title again and he don't reach minimum, minimum semis, bro, semi final Champions League, yeah, it's curtains. It's curtains. For me, he has to win it. He has to win it. Just in my eyes, with that front three, alone then you work backwards like that front three if Mbappe stays Neymar Messi Mbappe is a joke that's what I'm saying Hakimi right wing back you have Verratti you have Ronaldo you have Ramos Marquinhos is still playing well the team is it was already stacked but now it's proper like this is levels now so there's no hiding for him no more there's no oh I need another season for these men to gel they have to perform now. They have to win now, which is the pressure that's on his head because he's not known for winning. Exactly. Mm. This is the thing. I think, he's I think known that Tottenham puts a stain on his record, man. Mm-hmm. Puts a big stain yeah. on his record because he, he was at Tottenham just to just to build them up more time. And he done he done well. He done very well. Take him to, to a final in Champions League. Unfortunately, he didn't win it. But um, that's never here nor there. I don't, I don't want to start agendas, but 
a young um, a, a man like Harry Kane shouldn't have really started that game. If we're being honest, but that's maybe that's not him or there, bro. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, man, that is. It's it's a it's a big ask for someone like Poch. It's a, it's a big ask, but at the same time, you have the tools all there. Like you have to do something. You have to do something mad, fam. I can't lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you have to do something mad. Truth of the matter. Even truth quickly, because we didn't mention what teams everyone supports. Got United fan over here. Got Taddy. Someone Arsenal. Yeah. So. This is going to be a fun, fun podcast for him, boy. Yeah. Very fun, <laughs> very fun podcast for this, bro. A long season, man. A long and then we've got Jason. You've got Jason. Hey, Jason, you know. You've got Jason here. Chelsea fan. One of the cockiest brothers I know. Champions League winners, of course. Yeah, don't, of course don't, don't forget that. Yeah, don't forget that. Champions League winners. Yeah. Um, and one of the best, best clubs in recent history. And, um, yeah. How, how recent are we talking? Location. Um, I'd say in the last ten years, I'd say in the last ten years, I don't think there's an English club that can speak to us. I think Ro- I think Roman since Ro- since Roman came in. Yeah, yeah, but you know, if we wanna, if we wanna, you know, we could go all the way back there, and that's fine. You know, you know, ten years I could go back or forth. But I say in the last ten years, yeah, name me an English club that can battle our record in terms of winning the league. I want to say three times. Winning the Champions League twice and winning multiple FA Cups and League Cups. These men have won the CL two times in ten years, bro. And a couple Europas as well. And a couple Europas as well. This is, we are, we are, yeah, we are I a club full of winners, and we I can't really want deny to continue it, that trend. So I can't, I can't really deny. It. There's not, there's, I can't really fight it, bro. Because <laughs> to win two champions in ten years is crazy. I can't lie. They win a trophy that like, almost every season. If you actually think about it. No matter, no, matter, no matter with the, the managerial appointments or you know any rifts between players, we are a club that just brings in success, and um, that's definitely one of the reasons why I support them. And um, yeah, that's what's a massive club. Oh man, listen, one day, one day, you know, be you know, be great again, and then they, they those will be the days where I start laughing. Don't hey, 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 listen, 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 we're, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to. <laughs> We're gonna get to the season reviews in a bit, innit? Ah, cool. Don't worry, say that, say that, say that. Yeah, yeah. worry. When, when we're back, when we're back, we'll see, fam. Ah, at, the moment, at the moment, this is this is probably one of the better teams we've had since Fergie left, and we're still building. Just there's there's just things to tweak, and then after that, bruv, we in it. Tell us more. Tell us more about that one. Yeah, tell yeah, us more about that one. Tell, tell us more about this Man United team because you know yeah. listen, 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 I, I, I'm looking at this Man United team. I'm looking at the attack, hella names. I'm looking at the midfield, good amount of names. I'm looking at the defense, you know, strong defense. I'm looking at the goalkeepers. You've got, you know, one of the best goalkeepers in the world, supposedly. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I mean? We've got, we've got, we've, you've got a. Uh, Got you know on paper a really good squad. What's your predictions for this year, and what are your hopes this year? Um, my hopes this year. Listen, Champions League year. Yeah, I need a quarterfinal run minimum at the very least a quarterfinals run Bruh, because I can't lie, bro. Listen, the players we have here. Yeah, when you put when you put players on when you put the players you have on paper, these are mad names, and when you start looking at form, you got. 
Her, okay, let's put in Harry Maguire. He's been he's been playing good since let's say December more time. He's been playing he's playing great since December. Mm. Rashford obviously a little injury, but he's still he's still <laughs> by twenty he's still by twenty competitions. What the hell? Twenty all comes on two injuries, fam. Mad fatigue. Yeah, he's been over. Yeah. He's more or less been overused. That what twenty in the league still. When Rashford comes out to full fitness, we're we're getting there. Greenwood coming up. Well, not even coming up. Greenwood is on the route that nine position sooner or later, bro. Cavani's been in form. Cavani's had good form since towards the back end of the season. Obviously, big boy Sancho. Now, now United player finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Big boy Sancho finally United player. Yeah, that's the right wing sorted. That's that's pure creativity. Everything on that right wing, we're done because we've been blacking a right winger for years, fam. We haven't. We didn't replace Nani, which is breezy. Now we finally got Sancho. That's now. More that's less work for Bruno to start doing the hero ball thing, which I, I don't need in my life right now. Jesus I need, oh, I, need Bruno to, I need Bruno to tone down everything. Like yeah. you've got another cre- <laughs> you've got another career on the wing. Like you don't need to you need to pass it. You need to pass the ball. You don't need to pass it. All this mm. all this fast passing and you're just you're just hitting another piece opposition. No more. It doesn't need to happen no more. Pogba's still here. Thank God he's still here because bro, we lose him and that midfield gets weak, weak. It's Varane, Champions League Varane, obviously. New league. <laughs> let me, no, listen, listen. Let me gas my team, bro. Let me gas my you team. Have to, you have, the way listen, you're talking, you have, to win the, you have to win the league now. The way you're talking. Oh, bounce, man, to, bounce, bounce. Taddy, listen, Taddy, listen. We'll come to you in it. We'll come to you soon. <laughs> because it's a long ride for you. It's a long yeah. ride for you. We'll come to you soon, my brother. Get me. Oh. Obviously, Varane, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aghast about this signing. He's, he's definitely the perfect partner for Maguire. Like, He's quick, he's strong, he can jump. He's, he's probably top, he's definitely top two of our center backs right now because I can't. Lindelof is too weak. Lindelof gets, it gets bullied regularly now, nah, bruv. I don't, that's, I can't have that, fam. I can't have that as a top, top center back getting bullied by, getting bullied almost week in, week out, bruv. Ferran, that changes everything. Luke was in the form of his life and I'm glad he's in the form of his life because, bruv, he's what, what's he like, 25? Finally, yeah. finally showing signs of what we paid that 30 mil for back in the day. And he's getting back to four. He's getting back to what man actually knew Luke Shaw for back at Southampton. The Hay are, I don't know, man. That one, the Hay, I really don't know. The goalkeeper situation is a bit iffy because the Hay has fallen off and Henderson still has bare mistakes in him. Right back, when Bissaka can't go forward, which is unfortunate, but he can go back, which is fine. I don't, sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes him going forward actually is okay, but that's like, three times out of ten, four times out of ten. Could I just ask you a question? Because, you know, speaking on a guy like, obviously you speak about your two fullbacks, you see Luke Shaw there bombing forward. He's obviously going to have a good link-up mm-hmm. play with the left winger and, you know, even with Pogba as well. I remember last season they are doing a little bit of combination play between themselves. But with the right-hand side, and you say a lot, you know, you've been needing a right, you know, a right winger that was going to bring in that creative hub over there also. Let's say now, for example, We've seen it happen, you know, in previous years with Aaron Mbisaka. Aaron Mbisaka, he's not really good on the ball. He's not good going forward. You've seen that. You're now, you're now going to have Sancho there, who is really there for his one, one, one-on-one play and also going in and crossing in and, and doing his, his, his stuff. Would you think with Aaron Mbisaka being behind him, not really giving him that outlet for him to give him the ball or, you know, running behind or... Given that other option, 
do you think that that might hinder Sancho? Yes and no. The reason why I, the thing is I say no because we've seen Sancho's got bags of talent. I think he can he can work on his own at more time. Like the reason why I say yes is that it leaves Sancho on his own. it leaves Sancho isolated on his own. Like he's, there's kind of no help. Such like when you when when we've seen games where when Sancho's on the ball and the other team just giving space because like he's not going to do anything on the ball, which is which is crazy. Like how can you be a top level right back or even a, any player of any sort? And guys are guys are letting you have the ball because they know they know your deficiencies. So I think that might be one thing that actually that might hinder Sancho. But at the same time, I think Sancho's got enough power on his own. He's got enough like creativity. He's got enough ability to be like, cool. I can actually do most of this on my own. I don't I don't need someone behind me. But if I get it, it'll be it'll be a big help. But yeah, I think I think Sancho will be fine, man. I can't lie. I hear it. I hear it. Let's, let's, let's go let's go to Arsenal talk, fam. Can we, can we talk about Chelsea first? I don't want to... Not yet, man. They're good to do something. Listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't mind about talking talking about Chelsea. Listen, I love bragging about my club. Um, Champions League winners, if you didn't hear it the first time. Um, you know, we did it once in 2012. We had to do it again. 21. Um, I, should, I should meet this guy's mic. <laughs> But yeah, nah. Um, we're we're in a good spot right now um, with under Tuchel and everything that we're going through. Um, a solid defense that's been the key last year. Um, with obviously a good goalkeeper in, in Mendy, actually an excellent goalkeeper, I should say. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's had a he's had a great season, bro. That's, he's had a and great then season. of course, and then you know the three at the back, um, whether it's with Christensen in the middle, Silva in the middle. Or you know Zuma, Rudiger, and all of those other great defenders, and then our wing backs. You know whether we go with Reece James and Chilwell, a little less with Alonso, but you know even with Cho also, we've got a real good system there. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on! No, no, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry! <laughs> don't, don't come here and disrespect. Come, don't come in and make sure a right wing back, please, bro. Don't, don't right do that, big that man. Let me, right let me. Let, if 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 we're gonna go there, let's go there. Now the thing is, when it when especially when this is why I say this system works perfectly because when Cho plays as a right wing back or even a left wing back as well, he's not seen as the typical wing back that's coming all the way back and forth and all of that stuff of stuff. There, he's seen more or less as a winger. And he's always seen as the outlet. So if you see in other games, like um, in pre-season when we were playing against Arsenal and even when we were playing against Tottenham, we used him as the outball. And he would then break out the defender, come, tell him to come towards him. And, you know, he'd either do him one-on-one or he'd put in a good delivery inside the box, you know, for somebody to go in and, and put it in. But Cho, I don't feel like he's not much of a shooter in terms of, you know, going for the front three, but he's someone that can deliver the ball, which is definitely needed with, you know, the new signing on the way. And, you know, with everything that we've got going on, we need guys there that are dynamic, especially on the wing, who are able to take on their man, who are able to cross in the ball, who are able to create a madness. And that's choke. So, you know, if we have him over there, whether we have him in the free, whether we have him at the wing, he's going to come in and he's going to make an impact and he's going to ball out as he should. 
but yeah, um, continuing on, obviously we have um, arguably the best midfield in the league. You know, you're looking at you're looking at Jorginho, Euro winner, Champions League winner. Looking at Kante, do I need to say any more? Kovacic, top baller, and you know, even a, a little space for LLC as well. Yeah, get out of here, man. Genuinely, though, do you think do you think he has a part to play this season? Do you think he'll stay and actually play? Um, I actually think it will be better for him to stay and be a squad player. Um, we're going to be playing. We're going to be playing a lot of games. We're going to be playing Champions League games, FA Cup games, Carabao mm-hmm. Cup games, and obviously Premier League games. So I believe we're going to be rotating a lot, especially in the midfield where we might face different teams. We might sit back and we'd have to go and drive and, and look for for ways to break them down, or we face a team where we're counter attacking. Um, so you know we kind of need a variation of players when we're going against um, different sides. And RLC, he, he provides a different option to, you know, the other three in terms of Jorginho, who's more of a controller, who can get the ball and move it around and move people around. And then you have guys like Kante, who's able to defend and also be an outlet and give the ball out to the attack. And you have a guy like Kovacic, who's more of a dribbler, who's able to break out of situations with his dribbling skills as well. So with RLC, he provides a different way like he, he kind of can be all free in a sense where he has the body type to do almost all three roles but you know he, he just provides something a little spark that might be better off to stay with us than to go to another club a lower team in the league and, and have to submit to what the manager has going over there because he's got quality that you know a star quality in my opinion that could go about making some damage in this league. So, yeah, I definitely want him to stay. Mm. You know, I, I, hear you I hear it. I, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, as a squad option, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't mind. Not I wouldn't mind, bro, but I feel like it, it would make sense for him to stay at Chelsea as a squad option. But at the same time, you lot know his talent and you lot obviously wouldn't want him to, to ever be underused because obviously you're not the manager, you're not going to pick the squad. So, you don't know how often he's actually going to get against him. Plus, We've seen time and time again his body has a tendency to break down. So that's another thing. Do you want to keep that injury record on you? That's I, I think like even that is the reason why it'd, it'd be best because he won't be playing a lot of games. He wouldn't be put it wouldn't be put in situations where I believe he wouldn't be put in situations where he you know be putting himself in danger of breaking down again. Um, we know how fragile he is and he has been for a while. So I kind of feel like he needs that level of consistency, but at the same time, he needs that level of protection so that he can go on and be uh, the midfielder that he you know, he, he was looked at to, to be in before. Um, you know, and I feel like when you have a guy like Tuchel there to teach him and, and kind of mould him into a midfielder that you know, he might want to be, I think he, he needs that kind of manager you know, by his side telling him each and every day to sweep or do to improve. And then look at the guys in front of him as well, looking at Kante, Kovacic, you know, Jorginho to a certain extent on how to play the play, play in this midfield and then obviously make an impact so he can go and have a, a sick career that he's destined to have. First, first understandable. Um, let's, let me go back to that, to, to Mr. Mr. Lukaku, Romelu Lukaku bowling goalie, as you mentioned previously. What's your... 
What's your thoughts on that deal now? Because I think this is a good sign. This is my Congolese brother has come back to shine for the blues. Okay, I'm, I'm so time, I'm, I'm so happy that he's come to the club. Um, we've needed a potent goal scorer. Um, listen, we've struggled this past year with goals. Um, we've had a certain defence, a really steady midfield. And now, you know, for the final push you know, to more success, we need a potent attack, an, an attack that can score goals, that can create chances. And he's the type to do both. You know, he, you know he's not only just about his goals. Listen, he's in the 100 gold club. So, you know, he knows where the back of the net is. But, you know, I believe that we need him in order for him to be a focal point. And he's going to do that. He's going to grab goals and he's going to he's gonna provide opportunities for others around him as well. And it's all going to be good for us, man. It's all going to be good for us. Obviously, uh, someone said it, innit? It, it wasn't me that I said it, but someone said it. Innit? They said, obviously, you got you got that guy Verder up front, innit? So, like, you, you yeah. bagged. You, man, were, man were talking about him. Obviously, I didn't say this, innit? It wasn't me who said this, but someone someone said this, innit? But I think I agree with that person. But they were like, oh, like, they were saying Werner this, Werner that. Obviously, 28 goals in Bundesliga last season. It must be a bags, man. And now, one season later, you are spending... You must be in 100 mil on Lukaku. Like, what's, what's going new. on there, bro? It was, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't me. Someone said it. Someone said it. It wasn't me, but I think I agree with that person. But it just wasn't me who said it. Listen, I'm just let me tell, tell you, this. man. I'm just coming back to tell you, man. Let me tell you this about Timo Werner. Um, man, man, was your disappointment. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely, well, listen, um, I understand some of the situations that were put out there and obviously how he was a bit of a mistake, you know, in front of goal sometimes, but man, was he bad. And for what it's worth, he, he does provide uh, a level of danger to defences with his pace. Now, whether he, he can put the ball in the back of the net still remains to be seen. Um, but, you know, I think we can still utilise his power. We still utilise his skills. Um, even with Lukaku, because if he can stretch out defenses, it then leaves you know a, a big a big hole for for Lukaku to go in and, and, and slot goals in. And you know you saw that in the Champions League final um, again, as I like to say, you know with Havertz, how he scored. You know Timo Werner making that dart and run, Mar playing in that ball in behind, and Havertz scores. Now I mean. Nah, listen, Lukaku could be the habits in that situation. Habits could play in the ball and give him that through ball, but utilising Timo's Werner's pace, utilising his directions, and obviously him being a threat, even though he doesn't score much, is still something that we can definitely use. And, um, and Isn't be, that crazy, though? Like, you're, you're bought as a goal scorer, and now you're being reduced to, you're being reduced to being a sprinter. Just to just to use as a position, like, just use as a, as a tactical, like a tactical mastermind kind of thing, bro. Like that's mad, bro. You know what though? Like for for what is worth, and I know I'm I'm not I'm not the one to hold excuses for Timo Werner, uh, but he's not really a nine. He was a winger when he was at Leipzig, and when he was playing up front and scoring all those goals, he was usually in a two or he was running in from the left. And like yeah. getting in goals from there, just like you know, if you see how Aubameyang did it a couple of years back as well. So, literally, Timo Werner isn't really that straight, not like straight number nine. Um, so 
I give him that, but man, some of the misses that he was making this last season. Yeah. Okay, so let me let me I pose it to you. If Tuchel goes and plays a two up top formation, obviously, so it's stick with a three at the back. So let's say a three four two and a three five two, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Do you think Werner gets a better output being played next to Lukaku if it's a two up top system? I I definitely think so because um, if you if you see how Lukaku played with um, Lerato, um Jesus, I was going to Lerato, you know. yeah, imagine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if if you if you see how he was um, playing with Martinez as well. Like he he has great link up play. I mean, both of their touches are a bit higgy. Both of their passes are a bit higgy. But listen, at the <laughs> end of the day, yeah. Good, at the end of the day, I think both guys they know where the back of the, the back of the net is. So mm-hmm. you know, I think they'll find a way to score goals. Um, but yeah, no, I actually I actually feel like they, they can definitely work as a team. <laughs> That Lukaku standing is frightening. That him holding the ball up is cash money. I can't lie. Werner, Havertz running off him, Ziyech, if all of them are going to play better because Lukaku's there, which is why that Chelsea team is frightening. If you, if you remember, um, I think it was it was actually a long time ago when uh, Lukaku was doing like a a Sky Sports interview with um, Jamie oh, Carragher. Yeah, yeah but uh, arm there and he said, listen, if thing, I put yeah. my arm there, I feel like, yeah, and I turn, the no, it's over. It's game, it's true. You can't and, 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 a lot, and a lot of people, like, I think a lot of people have um, this mistake of, like, this recency bias of, obviously, what they saw at Manchester United. And I'm here to tell you guys, that's not happening, okay? I think, I think Lukaku's more so to you lot than he is to us. Yeah. Exactly. We didn't... I don't think we played a way that actually is tailored to Lukaku. And plus, we were going three times we were playing right wing, and that's that that's that's a bit crazy, bro. He's a goal scorer, not a right winger. I mean, yeah. I mean, not not right wing yet, yeah, but because if you saw him at Everton as well, like when he was under Martinez, that he would drift into the right hand channel and like literally cut inside on his left and yeah. annihilate the the net. So he's the yeah, type that's what, where that's when he that's when he was lean. That's when he was younger and leaner. Now that now he's a bit now he's a bit he's a strong nah, bloke, bro. He's a strong boy, but he's lean still. He's 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 just a bit of weight still. For him to play on the white for him to play on the wing with the with that hold up play he has on the wing is a bit like bro, you don't you don't need to be on the wing. Like maybe yeah. if you maybe if you obviously I, I hear that he has to drift a little bit, but his main position is gonna be the it's gonna be central of the pitch. Like yeah, he's gonna yeah, be the yeah. one that I have or, Creating goals and making goals himself is gonna be creating goals for people, and that hold up play will be a big, big factor as to why. Um, I think it'll be a big, re- big factor as to why Chelsea, Chelsea's forward line is gonna, it's just gonna improve for Bears because you're gonna have Werner running off him now. Werner's a Werner's a bowl of pace, and then you got Havertz, talent, talented. You, I can't lie, man. Havertz is very, very talented, bro. You got him behind them, man. Yeah, I can't lie. It, it, it's gonna, it's gonna look scary, bro. Like it will look scary. It will look scary. What do you man think is a realistic? Wait, hold on, no. Let me, let, let me, let me, let me allow Tadi one more question. One more question. One more question for the Lukaku to get. What do you man think is a what do you think is a realistic target for Lukaku to get in? Let's say in the league and all competitions. Um, for me, um, it's 20, 20 goals minimum in the league. In the um, league, I think. Yeah, I think. Listen, most of the times when we get in a serious nine we get at least 20 goals. Um, last serious nine that we've got, Diego Costa, 
He scored 20 mm-hmm. goals. Um, even before that, Didier Jogba, even though his record's a bit higgy, when he was in top form, he'd get you 20 goals. So, you know, 20, 20 goals. So, for me, he's um, he's got to get 20 goals minimum in the league. And I think it's, it's definitely, you know, something that he can he's capable of doing because, you know, we create chances. We've got creators around him. And he's just a bully. Like, he can actually even create goals for himself and chances for himself. So, you know, maybe if we can get him on some pens as well, we can definitely boost up that, that record. We're Jorginho over there. Listen, listen. He, he, he'll chat to my man. He'll chat to my man, okay? You're not getting um, nothing off Jorginho, man. But yeah, nah. But honestly, um, yeah, 20 goals um, in the league and 30 all comps, to be honest. Because we've got Carabao Cup, we've got FA yeah. Cup, we've got Champions League as mm. well. Um, we're a formidable side, man. We're a formidable side, and we need serious nines, and, and we've got one. So we, we're asking for for serious numbers. No, I see. I see fifteen to twenty in the prem. I ain't gonna put twenty as the benchmark because that's actually it's hard to get. Not everyone can get twenty goals. Do you know what I mean, just like that. But fifteen to twenty. 20 to 25 all comps, I think that's a good first season after being out, out in the prem for like what? It was out for what? Two seasons, wasn't it? And he moved to Inter in 20, two, three seasons now, isn't it? So, yeah, I think for a good first season, yeah, around 20 yeah. to 25 all comps, that'll be good. I'd definitely say the same. I'd definitely say the same. 15, 15 minimum in the league. Yeah. I'd definitely say 15 minimum. 20. I say yeah, about twenty twenty one max in the league, but you know he can he can do more. But twenty twenty five in all competitions, I can see that happening, man. Because that's a good return. Like, that man, as much as my revisionism, Lukaku's a bad boy striker from. Like yeah, Lukaku's a bad boy striker, a bad boy finisher. Like we obviously that that little United ball, it's a bit there's an asterisk on there, isn't it? The first season was calm. The second season was a bit it was a bit dreadful, but yeah. Bro, he still bagged. He still bagged in that first season, man. There's but a yeah, certain man, manager. There's a certain manager you man had as well that probably sent him, <laughs> sent him <laughs> that way in. It. So you know, <laughs> I ain't that, that man, much, that man there, that man there. Yeah. If I speak, um, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> big big trouble from that man. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, Taddy, Arsenal. Let's go. Uh, Is it a? <laughs> what I've seen outside looking in, it's been a very, it's been a woeful, woeful window. Um, as a, if I, I'm an Arsenal fan, so let's say I give the window right now a four out of ten, five out of ten, maybe. You're being nice. A four. You're being nice. I'm probably yeah. You you signed a centre back, cool. You signed a centre back, yeah, cool. He's gonna, he's Ben White's gonna start. Like Ben White's definitely yeah. gonna start. Um, Lokonga looks like Lokonga looks like he'll be a starter. I think I think he's really good. I think he'll be a starter. Um, yeah, you signed a backup left back, yeah, and that's literally that's it. it. I know. And then um, sales, sales that you lot have been dying to make haven't been made. The only one that's been made is Willock. Yeah, and you've still got guys that you hate in your lineup yeah. in your starting team. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. let's let's get your thoughts on this this Arsenal side from. Um, you'd kind of think like a club that finishes eighth two seasons in a row and they claim that they want to be back amongst the big, like the top four, that they would do something this season in order to make that happen. If that means terminating contracts, you've got to do what you've got to do. But um, 
us not having the backing of the owners, obviously that makes it hard. So this whole like at the start of the window, everyone was talking about a fire sale, a massive squad overhaul that was going to happen. Obviously that never happened due to the fact that no one wants our players. So, for example, Kolasinac, Pereira, Shaka, Willock, Nelson, Maitland-Niles, and KR, I could keep going, Lacazette as well. They were all put on the market, but no one wants them. So, when you have no one that wants your players and they're on high wages, like half of them, no, not half of them, but a couple on 100k a week, you know, um, other, the other youngers in our team, they're at better wages than they would be at another club. Uh, so I feel like to shift the players that we want to shift, we can't do that. And then that in turn means that you can't get the signings that you want because the squad's too big. Um, you're just going to have a bunch of guys just, just sitting there. And especially now, there's no Europa League, you know, not even Conference League for us, man. So we've got nothing. You, you, you don't. You don't want to be there. You, you don't want to be there. Hey, at this rate, I would have been there. At this rate, I would have been there. Because looking at this season, I don't see us finishing any higher than we have been. Because you have the top four already. You have you have your Leicester. You have your Villas. You have West Ham. You have Everton. That Palace. Tottenham, Palace have been improving. Palace have improved. Everton are well. We'll see with Benitez how they do, but. Uh, I've that, 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 that few KZ team, yeah. bro. <laughs> I've every year they sell us a dream, bro. Literally, every year they do, but I've literally named 10 teams already and we've gone backwards because we had a second-choice keeper. We don't anymore. We had a better midfield. Well, I would say, actually, yeah, a better midfield. We don't anymore. Um, we have one number 10 and we're relying on a 20-year-old to be the main creative source. That's not right. We're relying on a 19-year-old in Saka to be the best player. He's our franchise player, if we're honest, because that Aubameyang and Lacazette duo, is, it's time to let go of that one. So they've done enough for us. They need to go. Go for them. Yeah, go on. I just want to say, uh, Aubameyang, what's going on, my man? You know, this guy... Mr. Swig, 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 Swig. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he was, he was, he was doing his thing, scoring, scoring goals upon goals, even under very, very bad service. Uh, Honestly, but boy, now since he got his new contract, he wants to be moving Higgy. That's the one, fam. I said from earlier. I think, I think that contract just made him complacent and just like, finished, just like that's it. It finished him. I feel like. I feel like Arsenal, once you earn big money, you're kind of allowed to slack off because it happened with Ozil as well. Um, now it's happened with Aubameyang. And it's the fact that he's on a three-year deal. Well, two plus one, but we'll probably extend him for another year. Um, and to give him that much money, and you'd kind of think after the season he had, winning as the FA Cup, uh, that, you know, he would kick on. But he's just gone backwards. And I feel like that was his peak that we had him. And now it's kind of... He's kind of regressing to the fact that Lacazette's playing better than you. Um, it's mad for me because if Ob is your talisman and he's the one that's bagging the goals, now we don't have anyone to score. Like I don't think we had many guys that were over 10 goals last season, which is a massive problem. Um, the manager as well, uh, he's he's <laughs> under so much. He's under so much pressure. He's on the, he's on the fire. He's on the fire. He's under so much pressure this season because... The fans aren't happy, like, we'll be honest. You, you man see the TL. The fans are not happy with what's happening. 
So he has to hit the ground running. And the fact that the signings that we wanted, like, for example, Bissouma, he's there. I'm sure if he went to Brighton, the same way we did with Ben White, they eventually gave him. They didn't want to sell him, but at the right price, they saw the fact that we can't go to him to improve the midfield, but we're keeping Shaka that we've seen for five, six, like five, six years now, do the same thing over and over again. We have a goalkeeper in Leno that's becoming more sus year by year. We have defenders that aren't good enough. We have right backs that I don't even know. Like we have four right backs and none of them are first team standard. Um, Chambers, you'd probably say is the best out of the four, but he's not a right back, he's a centre back. Um, we obviously left back. It's nice to see that that's done. Partey is now injured, so it seems like he's injury prone. So we don't even know what's going to happen with him. Yeah, what's this? Is like his third, fourth yeah, injury. Honestly, this is like he was never injured at Atletico, but since he's come to Arsenal, the guy's injured all the time. Um, swiggity, swiggity. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy, conspiracy. Conspiracy. We can start one. Um, we have guys like Pepe that it's his third season now, he has to kick on now. It's not anymore, oh, he needs another right back behind him. Oh, he needs this and that. I'm sorry. Now is the point in time you have to start performing. You've had enough time to settle in the prem, show us something. Um, for me, the only thing I can take, like, sort of, the only reason I'm still there is because of the youngest. Martinelli, Smith-Rowe, um, Saka, um, got a, Balogun, we've got a couple of guys in the academy. Like Kirantini, or he went Halen, but he's still like 24. Kirantini, Gabriel, Ben White, that's a good signing. I like the look of him. We needed someone like him because, boy, Rob Holden, whoosh. <laughs> what a. massive <laughs> <laughs> <guy> whoosh. <laughs> that guy is dreadful. And the fact that we learned out Saliba instead of keeping him back, there's just a lot of things that. That that Saliba one, yeah. That, that Saliba one is a bit, it's a bit, a it's a bit crazy. Yeah. I can't lie, man. Because man was getting touted as the, the Mbappe of centre-backs. And now he's come Arsenal, hasn't played a single game for Arsenal. And this is going to be his second season. He's getting loaned out again to Marseille. 30 is even worse. Even worse. Even worse. And it looks like now, it looks like now after this season, it might be a thing where Marseille turn around and be like, yeah, you know what? We're going to take him off you. And he won't like, say, um, we won't say no. That's the thing. If they offer money, we'll actually sell him because... I don't know if Arteta rates him or not, um, but which is surprising. I think, looks, uh, yeah, from what I've seen, from what I've seen, he's 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 quite good. Good, he looks good. Like he looks like someone that if you gave him the time to at least grow with the team and give him a chance to play, he'll step up. But you know, yeah, me, yeah, I don't know what happens on the training ground. I don't know what happens behind the scenes. There must be reasons behind why he's not playing. Um, it's concerning. But, it is concerning. Yeah, it is concerning. You don't bought him as a young prospect, like a talent prospect, exactly. and you've loaned him out mm-hmm. twice to then come and now buy another center exactly. 54, 50 M's. And exactly. obviously, Ben White's obviously people say price don't matter sometimes, but there's been a few times where we've seen Ben White thinking, Is this guy really worth 50 M's? Like, yeah, but fam, he, I, I, think, like I, think with, do, I think he'll do well for Arsenal to be honest. Man. I feel like with Ben White, we haven't fully seen him because it's at Brighton, we don't watch Brighton every week, unless that will be on there. Yeah. So. We don't truly know like his ceiling, but the games I've seen him, he's looked good. So we're just giving the benefit of the doubt this season. But everything else, boy, this club, uh, I don't really know what's going to happen. I just know it's going to be a long season. And the fact that Chelsea have signed Lukaku and we've got the man next week, uh, 
were in trouble, boy. Trouble. Big trouble. Very, very soon. Big trouble. And we've got we've got City the week after. Yeah, it's not looking good. I can't lie. It's not looking good at all. When is when is the window close? September like first or like September second? It must be the end of the month. I don't know when it actually closes. I think it's thirty first or the first. Early September. September. Let's say let's say early September, very late August. There's still there's still a lot of transfers that you need to make. We need five. If we're serious, there's five signings we need to make. With a right back, a keeper, a right back, a keeper, a striker, a centre mid, and attacking mid. But we ain't gonna get all five, and I reckon we'll only get two. So, we'll if you do get two, happens. which two do you think it'll be? A backup oh, goalkeeper. He's Madison talks are, the Madison talks are uh, cooking up a bit more. They are, but I don't think we'll get him because I think at the end of the day. We don't. Well, we put up money, but I don't know. And if he comes, it's going to be a transfer deadline sign that's going to gaslight the fans. Oh my gosh, we got Madison, and then he's going to take a month to proper settle in. By then, it's November. Probably lost like four or five games, and I'll take him. Yeah, I'm so, seeing. I'm seeing the price yeah, Madison around about around about sixty. I think we can do that, but I feel like they want to sell guys first. And if we're going to wait to sell guys, I know Joe Willock's on his way, but if we're looking to sell anymore, I don't think we'll be able to. I think, I just think it's this the way COVID is. The fact that Shaka was offered for 12 million M's and 3 million in add-ons. And, you know, guys are saying, oh, after the Euros he's had, he's at least worth 20, da-da-da. If clubs like that are only going to offer that much for him, and he's one of our, he was one of our better performers last season, we're in big trouble because you, you should have taken our money at Ren. We should have, but you know, giving him an extra contract till 2024, 2025 to preserve value when he's 28 years old just seems like, um, I don't really know. As I said, you know, it's going to be a long year. We can only hope, you know, got to hope that the youngest boilers out, bailers out somehow. But in the great words of uh, of, of, of DeVito, um. Or more in this life, <laughs> have money, have you, go money. you go suffer. Listen, bro, it's so mad. Yo, this hospital is all the how... pressing, it's too depressing for bro. me, man. Ah. It's so mad at how much money saves you in football. Even speaking of money again, let's go back to the Barcelona situation and La Liga. Boss are <laughs> in the mud, boss are in the mud. From, like, it that that level of broke here doesn't make any sense. Like, there was it their revenue is 115 110% with Messi and without it's only 95 and what the salary cap's like what 70 70 yeah. Yeah, yeah fam they haven't registered any of the new signings you got the highest scoring in preseason for no reason at this point because Aguero's gone injured again like fam boss's boss's turmoil yeah I can't lie inject it inject it because yeah. this is this is this is payback. This one here is payback. What what, what they did what they did to us in 09, This is what they get for. They had it. listen. They, they had my brother. They had my guy Fergie clenching his fists in 09 and 011. From <laughs> they, they had him clenching his fists in 2009 and 2011. From I right, listen. This this is this is this is great. This is excellent news, fam. Because they're paying for all their crimes. Finally, paying for all their crimes because. What they've done over the years is despicable. And now they've been poorly run and they've been poorly run. Finances, finances have been terrible. And now they're finally reaping the they're finally never reaping. There's no rewards to reap. 
they're facing the consequences. Because, bro, if it's their fault as well, you know, because the amount I'm, of money that they spent on Griezmann, Dembele, like so many, like so many signings that they didn't need to make, but they, I don't know, they didn't improve the team. Like they haven't won a champion since Neymar left. So, for all of the money that they got for Neymar, they haven't spent it properly. They're giving guys high wages. Money. They spent exactly. they spent 140 on Coutinho. We haven't forgot about him. You know what I mean? Dembele, and Dembele, Dembele's injured every other day. So is Coutinho. So, he let Coutinho go to go in the Champions League with Bayern. And he came he came back <laughs> and to face the you. Nah. You're lonely embarrassed you in the Champions League in an 8-2 finish. Nah. Like, they deserve everything yeah. they get. I mean, Fam, they Boston, that, that club's embarrassing, man. That club's embarrassing, but now that Messi's gone, yeah, what's this mean for, what does this mean for La Liga? Because they've got they've got no franchise anymore. La Liga, uh, Messi was their last franchise. Um, I think I think now they're gonna they're gonna just try and I think this season will probably be the last season where it's gonna be dead because for what I'm hearing and seeing, I think they're gearing up for a, a crazy summer next summer, Real Madrid. Um, yeah. Maybe we no, I mean, I, I, I don't think they have the funds for that. I don't think they have the, the facilities Listen, for that. Still, Perez, yeah. Perez has does Perez has the Bank of Spain and he's in on speed dial. Like, <laughs> he can do anything he wants. If he if he told if he tells him run me two hundred mil, they'll run him two hundred mil. No inch, no APR, no APR, fam. They'll run it at two hundred. <laughs> nah, but nah, nah, The way they the way they're gearing up, they're looking at. Doing a madness next summer, so I think this some. Um, I think this season will probably be one of those seasons where it's forgotten in the in the books, anyways. Because with Messi going, there's not real high profile player other than Benzema, in my opinion. But yeah, it's just the league is in the mud. Uh, good riddance, and um, yeah, it may it may continue even though it won't. Barcelona, fam, paying for their crimes. The, I think the Super League. Is going to be mentioned again this season, and I think they're going to do it even more under the radar than last time. Because if you look at it, bare clubs need money like so many, not just in Spain, Italy, they're suffering up there. So I feel like the Super League, one way or the other, is going to happen, whether it's with English clubs or without. But I, it's going to it's eventually what happen. But I think the draw is the English clubs. I think the draw is with the English clubs yeah. coming in and yeah. facing these teams because with the English clubs actually now growing in stature and, and you know the squads are getting better and better and quality players are coming in regardless of whatever team it is, um, the draw is the English clubs. And I don't think they can really put out a Super League that will even compete with the Premier League. I think they need the Premier League clubs and with yeah. us, like, literally chicken out at the end. I think they they kind of felt it and they're they're trying to do whatever they can, but I don't think it'll be successful without the, the backlash the backlash that Premier League club owners got yeah when it was announced that these men are going to be in Super League was crazy. It was enough for it was enough for the owners to be like, okay, you know what? I don't think we can actually do this because if the fans hate it, we're gonna get more pro- look how look how United were processing they them and broke into the stadium. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> United broke into the, United broke into the stadium. Chelsea blocked uh, Chelsea blocked the bus from coming into the um it coming into the stadium. It's like, bro, the outrage that he received was like, yeah, you can't lie, man. This this can't happen. It can't happen without English clubs. I think, and it's it's greed, fam. It's greed because the English clubs don't necessarily need the money as much as the Italian clubs do, as much as um much as the Spanish clubs do. They don't really need that money because. The Premier League's got the Premier League's branding deals and marketing and everything. They've got so much money on them. It's like if we now go join the Super League, we're doing this for we're doing this just to be greedy, because we see it now. We see it now in Italy. We see it now in Italy. Inter Inter are very broke. They they have to go through. They have to sell players to get money. Juve can't afford the forty more they want for um for Locatelli. Um, they signed him yet? No, they haven't. They don't, they don't have the money for it. They they tried to they tried to do a um. The first thing I heard was they tried to do a two-year. They had to do a two-year loan and then forty mil at the end of that two-year loan. Juve can't afford Locatelli. Luca, Juve can't afford the forty mil that um, Sassuolo want for Locatelli. Inter going broke. AC Milan just coming back up. I think, I think they're okay, but Inter looking like bro. They already sold Hakimi for sixty. They're about to Lukaku for hundred. It sounds like it sounds like Lautaro's on the market. Um, they've got a lot of other players that could easily be on the market because. Their, their financial power is gone. Like even even yeah. Conte even was a big thing for them. Like yeah. So True. the money in ESL, ESL, it obviously it benefits everybody. Like there's there's a whole load of money coming in, but the benefit is going to be more for the Spanish clubs, the Italian clubs, the teams that actually need the money. Because yeah. I'd, I'd say even Arsenal need it though. Yeah, I was just Arsenal. I was just about to jump. An mm-hmm. Arsenal or, or even a Spurs as well. Like they exactly. they definitely need yeah. it. Eve, I could stretch it to a Liverpool, you know, as well. Cause ah, listen, Liverpool's owners, they hate to spend. They whatever money they spend is from like, sales more time. Like they yeah. signed, yeah. they signed Allison and Van Dijk off of Coutinho money. Like that's oh, good business, man. but that's literally just off Coutinho money, nothing else. Yeah, listen, my my agenda with US owners, yeah, that's for bro. that's for late that's for later episodes. That's for later. No, this that this one. is this is for today, bro. They need to go. <laughs> they need to go. They need, they to, need go. to go because I've I've suffered I've suffered as much as obviously people don't understand the story with the Glazers and United fans. As much as we spend money, yeah, cool, we spend money here, here, here. One, they're not on they're not on smart trans. One, they're not actually smart fees for a lot of players, mm. and two, the money we spend is money the club has made themselves. Nothing has come in from the owners. The owners just there, like they've they're just there taking peace out of the club instead of putting money into the club, and they're just sitting there, not really caring about the club as a football brand, but more as a business. Saying, okay, the club makes us this X amount of money. This is why we're still here, kind of thing. Whereas then you see Arsenal as well. You got their owner, hella clubs in. Well, what, I don't even know what team is it in them um, in the US, bro. Got, um, Nuggets, Nuggets, Rams. He has a hockey team. Bro, like, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's they just focus on their yeah, American yeah, assets. Exactly. He's not just focus on their American yeah. assets, and they don't, they don't really care about the football. They don't really care about the football fans as well. Like, as an owner, you got, you got to cater to your fans. Like, you see a brand which, you see a brand which, you see the oil money guys in Man City. Them men are, them men literally look at their fan base and think, cool. How can we make you lot happy? We're gonna buy, we're gonna splash this amount of money on this player, and I'm bam, so they've, they've done it. Easy. Like Abramovich, Abramovich never fails to open his wallet, and it's like, bro, what kind of like this? This is this is an owner. American owners, they just sit here. They come to the game here and there, not really caring. They, I don't think they might even know the rules more time. Just come, chill, <laughs> exactly. watch, right? Exactly. Come, 
don't really want to do anything. It's just, it's just, it's just there. It's just there to make money. They don't really care about the fans. They don't really care about. They don't really care unless the club makes money. That's it. Yeah. If you look at Roman, though, I think the biggest compliment I can give Chelsea, and this is the only one I'll give. The biggest one I can give is <laughs> the fact that you signed Werner last year. That like I've seen a couple of tweets about it, but you signed Werner. You see, he's not good enough in a COVID market, and you're still willing to put a hundred M's just like that to Lukaku. You These men are going to put more than one. They're going to put more than one thirty down for Haaland. Can you imagine? This is, what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Like they are willing to spend the money, and that's what a good owner is. An owner is someone that recognizes, "Oh, my team needs this. My team needs that." Look at City. They don't need Greenish, but they went still went and spent. That's luxury. On a, that was, that was luxury. Is what I'm saying. Like these men are willing to put the money, but you see an they Arsenal. Said- you know what I mean? You see an season season season. Season. No, I have that, man. I have the, well, the grease for 100. Oh, man. <laughs> That's light, man. Light work, bro. Exactly. And I feel like with these US owners, I don't know for you, man, but I feel like they're trying to make the English game a franchise-based like, thing, just like in America. So yeah. it's kind of like, you could, you know, you have you have your, you have, uh, what's it called, just like the way the NFL system works, which is why the Super League looks so soft, because, you know, the money's guaranteed coming in. If the 12 founding clubs don't get relegated, of course you're gonna always have that income in. When you know in Arsenal, we're gonna finish in the bottom three, bottom four of that Super League, and you know you're at risk of getting relegated, but you know you don't get relegated because you're always there because you're one of the 12 clubs. The rules, so the like, rules at ESL were crazy. Like crazy. Imagine really, like really. Imagine, imagine being one of the top, one of the 12 founders. And you play garbage all all tournament around or whatever whatever Ooh. system you're going through. You play all you play crap all league round, and you finish. Let's say let's say the bottom what was it bottom five. You're relegated, didn't it? But I think it was the top. The two bottom go down, and I think the like two best go up. I can't remember how it exactly went. They Something didn't. like that. whatever it was. But just imagine, just imagine, yeah. just imagine being one of the worst performers, and just because you're one of the top founders, you can't get relegated. You're just, you're still gonna get that three hundred mil that you're guaranteed exactly. to get. Like it's. Exactly. It was it's a it's so un, it was mad of it was just mad it was just a big load of greed man from a lot of clubs so to be fair good riddance but the way they're still talking about it I don't think it's completely dead they'll bring it back they'll bring back the talk some way somehow because bruv Perez Perez doesn't sleep that man's that man's a devil in disguise man he will make it happen <laughs> somehow some way like he that guy is he's the middle of he's he's just a devil in disguise bruv like it's gonna come back round guarantee's gonna come back round real man. And there's small, small tools where it come around anyway. So, you will see. Let me see what else we can I think, yeah. One more, actually. Let's go back one more thing. Um, Back to the league. Premier League. What are you guys' top six predictions for this upcoming season? Are we doing in order? Um, Yeah, yeah. Let's do in order. Let's do an order. I'll I'll go first because we won't be in there. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Um, so I think City just win the league, just about. I think so, just because they the way they played last season already adding Grealish is crazy. But uh, this is where I'm starting to think of it. I think Chelsea finished second, United third. Liverpool fourth. I think they still get top four, even though Afcon is real and that's happening in January. Salah Leicester, money win in January. Yeah. Leicester, so it's going to be probably Liverpool. Yeah. 
exactly. I think Leicester finished fifth again, just about, even though I'd love them to get champions. I think they finished fifth. And then I think Villa finished sixth. And the only reason I say Villa is the signings that they've made, like, they've improved so much, like, using that Grealish money to get Buendia, who's going to add um, the creativity. You've got Ings, that's another bagsman. If Watkins isn't bagging, Ings is a good signing. That's such a good signing. And then you have Leon Bailey. That's their all they for me, Villa just needs another midfielder. The way they're looking at Ward Prowse, I think that's another good signing. And then Twan Zebe's gone there, so if you know Mings is the suspect to her, you know, he's not gonna be as consistent as a concert. They already have the two fullbacks. I think Villa they'll be a surprise package next season. So I think that would be the top six. And Tottenham just Tottenham and uh West Ham just under. I think. <laughs> yeah. Because I think West Ham, I think they they have a good team, but it's just how they do in the Europa League. Um I think I think Europa League will hold them back. It could I don't but... I don't think it depends on who they play, but I feel like West Ham will want to impress in Europa because obviously it's their yeah. Is it their first time being in Europa? Like um you wanna you wanna I... come you want to come in with a bang kind of thing, so you would kind of want to impress yeah. and do a bit. I think they had um, they were in the Europa before, but they didn't get into the group stages. They went out in the qualifying round. But I feel well, like the, the year after Payet yeah. left, isn't it? Yeah, the year after. Was it? Did he leave that season? Oh, he left in. No, the, oh, he left. He left. He left in the, in the, in the winter, winter window. Right? Yeah, yeah, he left. In yeah, January. yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like West Ham could still surprise again because you know yeah. they've won every game in preseason. Like these, like these men seem like they're on it this year so I feel like Ben Rama will have a big season you know we'll see what happens with Declan Rice but you know, they're so- West Ham are solid so yeah I feel like that would be top six for me Jason what about you? That was um, so He's going to say Chelsea win the league from That's correct um, Of course there we, there we go <laughs> I I listen I, I'd probably believe in order for you to win the league, you have to have a strong defence. And I believe we have arguably the strongest defence um, in the league. Um, we have a very good midfield with various options. And then all you need in every champions, you know, every league, you know, the champions, they all have a goal scorer. They all have a guy that can score goals and they have guys around them that chip in with goals as well. Um, I think we have almost all the tools that we need in order to win the league. And I think, you know, given what we know of what we have already, and then obviously Lukaku, him being a proven goal scorer in the league as well, I think it all points to us, you know, being number one at the end of the season. Um, I believe City will be second, um, simply because they've got enough quality. But I think if they don't get Harry Kane, then... They they get they're not going to score a lot of goals. Is um, that guy really leaving this season? That's I don't think so. Out. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I think with him doing the U turn on the training stuff, I think he realized that. that yeah, that was, that was pressure. That was pressure. Yeah. He he got pressure. Okay. He got pressure. Too nah, much. I think I think I think I think he probably just got a heads up. Yo, it's not going to happen this season, and I think that's it. I think he's having to stay over there and and, and continue on. Um, but yeah, I think City are going to finish second. Um, I'm toying between third and fourth because, um, you know, Liverpool are still a formidable side. They still got Van Dijk coming in and, you know, got 
players coming out of form like Mane. Um, you know, he was he was pretty bad last season, so I don't think he'll be going back to that. Um, however, as as Tally said, listen, Afcon is is here, and you know, Senegal, Senegal got a good team, Egypt got a good team. Um, so, well, to be fair, I don't know about Egypt, but I know Senegal are really good. So I think they probably go far in in the tournament, and especially with all the games that happened during the winter, I don't think they can rely on Divock Origi and Jordan Shakiri to to bag goals or to pull them through wins. If they do, listen, I'll put my hands up and I'll say, well done. But I don't see that happening, especially when you have a number nine in uh, Bobby Firmino like that. Um, it's going to be very, very, a very, very scary sight. So, um, but at the same time, Manchester United, I'm not sure if it's going to gel well. I, I don't know. I don't know that. The possibility of you going a bit mad is a bit. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't blame you for not knowing. Boy. I don't. Blame <laughs> and, you, for you know, knowing. listen. With with you guys still not getting a DM, um, in my opinion, is a bit of a sticky one. You, you know, playing you know, suit. I'll come. I'll play, play, Playing on, you know, Mc, you know, depending on McFred and um, and other guys like that, and even Matic, even at his old age, I don't think it's gonna be. Um, a nice sight and then obviously we know Pogba he has his days we know Bruno he has his days so it's kind of I'm kind of unsure but I'll leave it to Liverpool getting third and, and Man United finishing fourth um, really from fifth onwards boy it is what it is to be fair I think Arsenal I think you might have said it, I think you're saying Arsenal too short Tads and I think with them playing basically once a week you know, until, you know, the FA Cups and the Carabao Cups come. I think you could give them... I think I think he'd find a system where he'd get results. However, I'm not going to be... Just, I'm not going to say here and, and, and say you're going to get into Europa League spots, but I think they could be in the running. So is Spurs, Villa also, and Leicester. But yeah, it's, it's literally whoever can pick up the most points over there between fifth and the rest of the league but yeah my top four is that decent decent i slightly think i remember the same top four as taddy you know, i'm not gonna lie i think city win it but they won't win it the way they won it before like it's yeah. gonna be a lot tighter this year and i feel like obviously on paper if let's on paper it'll be tight between city united and chelsea on paper yeah. guaranteed but from what we've definitely seen i think it'll be a lot closer between city and chelsea United might fall just behind, depending on how we get on this season and how we're going to start the season as well. Um, so yeah, I say Chelsea just about edge it. No, sorry, bro, bro, please, God forbid. I say City just about edge that. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea not that far behind. I think United third. I'd probably say Liverpool fourth, just because that Afcon is really, really coming soon, and Salah, Mane are both going. That's the two of their three. So yeah, two of their three on their front three is like that's that's gone. Now you got Origi. You have to be rely on Origi, uh, Shakiri, Minamino. Like that, Ch- that's Chamberlain. Chamberlain, if he Jota. that's if he's fit. Jota, who had a poor Euros. Oh yeah, I true though. Jota's still there. Like they've Jota's they've got they've got all right players as backup, but like they're not they're not on the same. Then they're, they're they're like two levels below Salah and Mane and what they were producing. For a few seasons, or for the seasons that 
they've been popping off. So yeah, I'd probably say Liverpool finish fourth, maybe. Um, I'd put Leicester in fifth. I think they miss out again. I do want to see them in Champions League again, though, because they're building such a good team. They're building such a quality team. It's like, bro, you've you've signed a lot of great players. I think you lot deserve a Champions League run at, at the very least. But I think they'll have a good Europa League campaign, to be honest. Mm, Six. Sixth place, bruv, it's, it's between a lot of teams, really. Because, like we said, Villa like we said, Villa have done quite a lot. I think it might take a bit for them to kind of gel together, which is why I probably would have put them sixth spot. Top 10, therefore. Mm-hmm. Um, Tottenham, I'm not even too sure. Arsenal, I'm not really sure. I think I think Arsenal probably finished a, a place higher than they finished in the last two seasons. I think Arsenal probably finished seventh. But then again, the whole once a week thing, it does put a lot, it puts a lot less pressure on them in terms of you can you can play your stronger squad more or less week in week out because you haven't got to rotate for the midweek game unless until the FA Cup and stuff and plus when FA Cup and Carabao Cup comes around you play the you play the weaker sides um in the competitions anyway so like, I don't you, buy, you don't have space. I don't buy that whole once a week thing because when we were in Europa we weren't playing our first team in the Europa League which is why I'm thinking the guys that would play on a weekend, they were playing once a week. The guys that played on a Thursday, it was Oneni, it was it was Chambers, do you know what I mean? It, these guys aren't going to start against over a Shaka or a Partey, which makes me think just because it's once a week doesn't guarantee that we're going to do well. I would have done said that if we had made signings, but the reason I'm not willing to put us in the top six is because I don't think we have enough compared to other clubs. In the mm. in the prem, that's it. That's really intriguing. That's why. Damn, that's yeah. sad. I feel like, I feel like the difference between United City, well, United City and Chelsea, is that they've got a lot of depth. Like they they've got good second teams. Like mm-hmm. I, feel, I, remember, I think I'm sure you lot saw the picture of City second team like, a couple of days ago. Even they're Chelsea. stacked. Like Chelsea, Chelsea are stacked. stacked. Chelsea stacked. Like, they've got yeah. they've got very good squad depth. United. They've got squad depth. The quality is the issue with certain things. And the whole thing about not buying a DM, yeah, that that's an issue, bro. Because Matic is getting old, his legs aren't working like that. Um Pogba in a pivot, Pogba in six is just like, you know, I don't yeah, I don't really need this because he's just he just he's just held back by someone like Fred or McTominay, the guys that can't really do a, a defensive midfielder's role. Um, Question, maybe in a, maybe in a midfield three in a four three three in a four two three one. No, I don't. I don't think four three one actually suits our team anymore. But the DM definitely needed man. Um, Go on. Do you not think? Yeah, the fact you bought Sancho. Do you not think that if Wan Bissaka could be told, "Oh, stay back a bit more," do you not think Pogba could sit in one of the two pivot positions if you say to Wan Bissaka, "Stay back a bit more and let Sancho do his own thing." So then, let's say Luke Shaw's bombing down the left. The right hand side, you always keep one fullback back, right? So let's say mm. you do that. At least there'll be more protection now for let's say a Pogba to play in a deeper role. Do you not think that might happen? Um, it could work to be fair, but I don't know how often I've seen Pogba play on the right and play well on the right. He does. He's a he's a left sided midfielder type. He's a left sided midfielder type player. And like, I yeah. I wouldn't. I would. I, if we if we did switch to four three three, I see Bruno playing that right side and not. Pogba, I'll see Pogba playing, stay on that left side, left centre mid, kind of middle wing type player of him. 
I don't I don't really see moving Pogba to right because it's it's not something that it's not something he that he's done really. Like I wouldn't he, even he, say he's like always been on the left. I wouldn't say specifically play on like the right of a pivot, but just him in that pivot. If you played him next to like McTominay and you told McTominay to sit a bit deeper, no, that's not that's not that's, that's, that's not. <laughs> that's the thing but if if you were to say like to McTominay this season okay or a Fred you say to the one of them or a you man for the team in it one of you sit along with the two centre backs and the right back so you have at least four man backs you let Pogba have a bit more of a a role, a role where he can do what he does best do you know what I mean I feel like mm. that could work just because you see City do it. No, see, this is this is why we need to switch to a four-three-three, and why why a team is actually quite pivotal because we our CDM so Fred McTominay Matic McTominay is not a DM McTominay is a box-to-box player and we've, we've we've seen he's a box-to-box midfielder. Fred mm-hmm. yeah he's a DM but at the same time he's got his deficiencies, and Matic his legs are just like if Matic mm-hmm. was five years younger, I'd be like yeah. brother scrap a DM bro that, that he's right there, but. We need to we move to a four through three. It lets Pogba play a bit more advanced, and it it stops him from having to do the defensive work per se. Like he's we've seen Pogba. Pogba isn't really that like he's not really that DM type. He doesn't like the defensive. Work. He likes to be on the ball, spraying passes, being a bit being a lot more offensive than what we've seen him to be in a lot of times under United or well, at United and stuff like that. So a DM is very pivotal for us, man. Like. We need someone who can actually hold down the mid, like hold down the midfield, protect the defense, play, be able to play a pass kind of thing. So that 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 DM might be a reason as to why things look a bit slow with us, which is why I wouldn't I wouldn't put a second at the moment, even if we do sign a DM. It depends on who. I'm I'm still I think I've gassed myself enough to go like let's go get Ruben Neves because he because he's a player, bro. Like and. Hey, 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 Listen, listen, listen. I've done enough. I've gassed myself enough to be like, yo, you put Ruben, you put Ruben Evans in a better team. There's even a comp. I'm gonna show you, man, the comp. Oh god, no, 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 it's not the it's not the defensive stuff that Nuno was doing all the time. He's actually putting back in a in a more offensive offensive team, where he's actually got a bit more freedom to not just not just to sit back on the on the back foot and whatever. Like, brother, I remember him. I remember him back at Porto. I used to rate him highly at Porto. Then first season Wolves, first season um, Premier League Wolves. I thought, cool, he's calm. Then next season things started tailing off. I'm like, mm, like, I don't know. There's still a player. There's definitely still a player, Ruben Neves. But yeah, brother, I can't lie, man. I'd, I'd actually take him because he's he'd be better than a lot of midfield. He'd be about better than a lot of defensive midfield options we have at this current moment in time. And plus, less than yeah, fam, you don't you don't you don't we, we need a guy like him. Do you know what I mean? Because he looks comfortable on the ball, and our players ain't comfortable. That's the thing. Um, I, 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 listen, I'm I'm here for my black brothers. Um, shout out to Dr. Uma for that one still. Mm-hmm. But where what about Basuma? He, he's out there at Brighton and he's an absolute baller. I don't know why United sick, haven't got him. A sick DM who's able to mm. break down play, you know, distribute correctly and also mm. go a knife for goal as well. So, like, he could do what you guys 
Yeah, Basuma is cold, isn't it? But do you see Basuma as a lone DM or do you see him as a pivot DM? When you put it like that, I hear That's it. the issue. Because we want to switch to a 4 3 3. Basuma, Basuma's cold, don't get me wrong. But we've, if we want to switch to a 4 3 3, we need someone who can play in a single pivot. Basuma, if we, if we continue playing a 4 2 3 1, I'll be like, cool, grab Basuma because he's cold. Like, he's cold. <laughs> But I don't know how you how you say you want to play in a single pivot and you have Nevis there, but you think yeah. Basuma can't do what he's doing. That's my question. Because yeah. I, feel, can, I, feel like, I, I feel like Basuma is more athletic than, than Nevis. He's a ball carrier too. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And he can definitely put in a good pass. He can distribute well. So I don't see what Nevis could do other than probably bang a shot in from however long to to, to score right. but listen I don't think I don't think it's that much of a difference between Nevis and Basuma and I think Basuma is probably going to be cheaper and a better option because I think he's I might, he might be even younger so I think he's somebody yeah, that he yeah. could even I think, even even that he, I, I think I think you could teach him the role and, and, and put him in a position where where he can go on and be you know the best yeah, DM no. he can be Basuma's, in it. He was called Okaman Catman. Um, he was other guy on Listen, I think, I think if this club, no, 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 I don't know why everyone says no. No, listen, the thing with Ndidi, yeah, he's that destroyer type DM that we don't need. Like Ndidi is literally good for cleanup and better tackling that's it he can't pass the balls like this isn't the kind of thing we need in the dm like we need we need guys in that kind of carrick that carrick mode that we used to have and like someone who can read the game proper proper well be able to distribute the ball to carry the ball like bro we need that kind of and then dd isn't that guy like for like cool we can defend everything but please man that's him i'll trust him in a single pivot over nevers or besuma because he did at leicester like before he got injured Leicester played like four one four one. He was don't you, don't by himself. They kind of now nah, it's kind of more of a double pivot now. Ndidi and Tillman together, but mm-hmm. beforehand, like Ndidi was. I feel like if you're gonna play in that single pivot, obviously you need to pass. But if he's able to just lay it off to a Pogba quickly, yeah. I mean, the one thing about Ndidi is he seems to release it at like one touch, two touch. He doesn't like to take too many touches. He just gets the ball and lays it off. You leave your attacking guests to go do what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Which is why I thought like he would be a good signing for you, lot. but hey, I can't. I can't like club, not man. For, for for what I've seen of Ndidi, he's not really press resistant, and I think for the role that these guys are going to be playing at Manchester United, you kind of have to be press resistant because a Pogba's not really going to be coming proper deep, and you know damn well Bruno ain't coming deep. Listen, so, Bruno, Bruno will be Bruno will be with the front three from like he he won't he won't come back for you. Exactly. So I think you need a guy that is able to distribute the ball well and is also mm-hmm. press resistant. And I don't think Ndidi is the type because I, I remember um, when I think it was Lampard's first season um, when Mount scored the first goal against Leicester. Like he literally pressed Ndidi yeah, and he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't catch him, and that's it. Goal was, was scored from there. So I think um, he's a bit. He's not as press resistant as the others two are, um, but wait. 
As Tad said, yeah. it's not my club, it's your club uh, still. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know where them random indeed leagues came from today as well. Like, uh, bro, I thought, I thought we actually got rid of them time ago. Like, they just randomly popped up to them. Like, bro, we've we've said no. Like, most of us said no to this bear. Like, you always have those certain fans that like, bro, bring in Didi, but nah, man. When you when you deep it properly, like, he's not he's not the player we need at all, man. Uh, just to make any sense, bro. But yeah, I think I think that's good enough to wrap up from. Can't lie. This has been the first episode, first of many. A bit of a, there's not really a structure to this because we just go back and forth through certain topics. Well, <laughs> right, that's how all our conversations pan out. I can't lie, man. There's there's no structure. We'll just go back to something else. But yeah, man. This is the first episode done. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Um, obviously, we're on YouTube if you're watching this, Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple uh, Podcast, whichever one it is. But yeah, find us there. Um, like, comment, subscribe, and we will be back another day. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we are out. Peace.